0: Three, two, one. are we recording? Yes, we are. There goes the little graph. Good. Well, today I am with Andrew Salgado. And before you start racking your brain thinking, who the hell is Andrew Salgado? If I mention art, vivid colours, fantastic paintings, um, and I'm in his studio here in Hackney, near London Fields in London. So, Andrew... Fantastic to meet you. Thank you for taking the time out. It's to my
1: absolute pleasure.
0: Sit down with me and and let me sit in your studio. My pleasure. It's stunning. I love it. I'm right in the thick of it. I can see paint easels and well, there's just everything. There's tins of paint everywhere. Um, but before I ramble on, Andrew, tell me, how did you end up here?
1: Um, I'm a Canadian boy from Saskatchewan, the prairies, right. uh, and. Oh, gosh, almost 10 years ago, 2008, I came here to do a master's degree. Um, in retrospect, I think I was a bit greenhorned to, to do it. I think I probably did it a bit early. Right. I was with a friend last night, and I was kind of saying, I, f- I think I was in out of my depth at the time. But, um, you know, you hear the story a lot where people, London gets its claws into people. Yeah. And I just, I stayed. I hated my program, and I hated London for the first year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, just a lot of newness, yeah. uh, you know, coming from, coming from Saskatchewan. Uh, everything was big and new and scary. And you'd never been to London? I had. I mean, I had been. I had oh, traveled okay. quite a bit. But then suddenly, uh, just living in a different continent. Yeah. Uh, different ways of, even the academic even the academic system was, was different. Sure. Um, so I wasn't used to it. But then over time, I mean, like I said, I graduated in 2009. So over time it's become home. Really? Like very much so. So you've fallen in love with this. Well, it. this is my like. This is my <laughs> ghetto, right? I like live down the street. <laughs> I've got my places. I love. I love East London.
0: So, what what inspired you to 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 pick up a paintbrush or to pick up a pencil? Or,
1: I mean, so um, as a kid, I was I was always a very artistic kid. Mm. So, I, I mean, I think I think the the the, the options. And being and being a bit facetious here, but the options are either sports or art when you're growing up. Sure. And I was never, I was never good at sports. Right. So, and maybe that was by choice because if I had the option, you know, I was like, I was a nerdy kid. I was like faking sick for soccer practice too. Really? Like to like do pottery classes and stained glass classes. Yeah, I was a bit. Oh, <laughs> no, I was your archetypal like creative nerd, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. In a um, way.
1: It was cool. I mean, it served me well. My parents were supportive of like that creative. Vibe that I had, sure. even though my father was Mexican, so he was desperately wanting me to be a soccer player. Oh, really? Yeah, um, a football yeah. player, I should say, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I like I was proficient in maths and sciences. I started started university in sciences, mm-hmm. but I remember at a certain point just thinking like this is not the path that I have for myself. Like I can't I can't do this. I can't sure. finish university if it's going to be in sciences because I had no no passion to do it. So switched back over into the creative fields like English lit and philosophy, and then eventually it was just it was just art that kept yeah. that really kept calling my name. And so finally, instead sorry not to cut no, you off, no, no, instead no. of fighting it, yeah. okay, embrace it, which is actually kind of a, a mantra that has that I've embraced through my studio. Like embrace your weaknesses and turn them into your strengths. Wow! Right, and yeah. I think we don't we can either fight who we are or we can make yeah. it work for us. That's
0: incredible. I love it. Yeah. Very, uh, very philosophical. And well, philosophical. it is. Look at I've got my teeth in today. Did you come from a, a large family? Or?
1: No, I have one brother. Yeah. Uh, my my parents are my my father's a doctor, my mom's an academic. So, and my brother's in like computers. So, uh, but my grandmother actually was a painter.
0: Okay, I think um, that's where I was heading to with the, yeah. the question. My
1: grandmother was a painter, and I realized um, what I was in my mid twenties when I switched from acrylic to oil paint, mm-hmm. and I realized that the smell that I associated with my grandmother was actually the oil paint and I didn't until much later in my life realize that that was the smell that you know smell smells are very powerful mental triggers so it really took me back um but yeah that's where the creative thing comes from I think
0: you really you've hit a real nail on the head there because I always associate creosote with my father Really? You know, he used to paint the fences, not, not for a living. It's creosote. Creosote. It's like a lacquer that you put on fence paneling to protect yeah. it against
1: the elements. And these funny smells really... That smell always reminds me. ...associates you with people. Yeah, you're right about that, very much so. So, that, I mean, that was... Yeah, my mom and I had like a little, <laughs> shared a little tear over that. But oh. it's touching for me.
0: Yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah,
1: and I think my grandma was always really proud of... I'm getting all, like, weepy, but my grandma was always really proud of the fact that I pursued art. Yeah. You know, because she was like a farm woman and didn't have the opportunity to do these things.
0: So did you actually get to, to show her some of your work?
1: Oh yeah, no, she was she was, she was, was always a big fan. Cool. Yeah. And your parents obviously are big fans. My parents are big fans. My dad always tries to buy, this is totally off, awesome. <laughs> It's my dad's like, sell it to me, sell it to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to sell you a painting. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Do anyway. they have
0: your work in the house? Yeah,
1: from like years ago. They've got stuff from high school and early university and oh yeah. no I bet you hate it it's that. weird I do hate it I do and I go back and it's this weird mausoleum of like my failed paintings it's oh god it's like having
0: that photo of yourself on the wall and you walk in with someone oh and yeah it's like oh my god that's when I had the tooth knocked out yeah and this yeah. is
1: exacerbated because it's like oh here are my yeah. paintings from when I was 16 17 18 oh hard decorated in there but it's cool they're like super supportive of it and cool that's yeah. nice do yeah.
0: they get to come over here and visit you
1: they do yeah quite a bit yeah. um They've, they try to travel to the shows as much as possible if and when possible yeah um, and you do many shows I do I try to do about two a year spaced out it's, it works out to be more about like one every nine months um, I see a lot of younger artists who are trying to do three four shows a year yeah which I think they learn quite quickly that that's you, you can't keep up that level of production something's got to give either production or quality sure so <clears throat> Um, I've, I've called it, I take about six months to do a body of work and then once I, you know, purge the show, so to speak, I need yeah. time away from the studio and I'm, I feel quite fortunate that I can, uh, that I can take six weeks off after I hang the show, but it's really important for me to get out and, mm-hmm. and sort of breathe and resettle, recalibrate. Um, and where do you love to recalibrate after a show? Oh God, the beach, take me to Thailand, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love Cape Town actually lately. Yeah. Um, I'll be showing in Cape Town in February and March um, the Cape Town Art Fair and then a solo show following that a solo show Two, both, both two new bodies of work so this is for the Cape Town Art Fair um, and then I anticipate that the show for the gallery is going to be a lot more subtle I've been kind of so I've got sort of three trains of thought going at the same time but I've sort of been amping up the work for a while to mm-hmm. allow myself to sort of pull a fast one and then do this really cool calm quiet body of work. So that's where I'm building. I am keep ramping it up to, to build up to that. Okay. That being said, um, when I go out for my show in March, I'm going to take a month in Cape Town. Very so, nice. So, yeah, there's some writing that I want to do. I've got like a book. I mean, this is... Don't talk about things that don't exist yet. But between you and me, I want to do like a book. There's a book proposal I want to do with Thames and Hudson. So I'm going to try okay. to get that off the ground. Um, about yeah. art? Or yeah, just... I, want to do, um, I want to do... Well, this is probably for a different interview. But as I said, just between you and <laughs> me. I want to do a book... Called uh, Your Place or Mine, and I want to go to like 50 artist studios, basically like this. 50 artist studios around the world and just show the artist studios, show how they produce. And I think sort of a book for artists, by artists, about production spaces wow. I just think that's kind of interesting
0: yeah because when I walked in here it really hits you it's like wow I'm, I'm like I've come to the mother the honeybee and everybody <laughs> as I'm sure you
1: would know when you see artists everybody produces so differently oh yeah and I find that really interesting that two painters who have even similar products or not similar products can have two totally polarized ways of working yeah like I'm quite this was cleaned up like three days ago, so I'm quite sloppy. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I embrace, again, I
1: embrace my sloppiness. But yeah, but this is, uh, this is quite tidy
0: considering some of the places i I mean, right. You're right though, people, artists do work differently. I'm not going to name a name, but one particular artist that I've interviewed paints with a blindfold... And then opens his eyes every ten minutes, so he then sees how much. Yeah, I know. And he's got loud sort of ghetto blaster music going on, and you know it's. And his partner absolutely hates it. So he has to have a soundproof. Uh, my era
1: my buddy. Course. Yeah, I was with. We just said the, we were speaking about Matisse, and I went to the Matisse show with. Um, my friend Robert Fry, who's also a painter, mm-hmm. and he paints everything in purple, and I think he gets it quite sloppy. So I said to him yesterday, it looks, his studio must look like Anish Kapoor, or yeah. like pushes this big purple <laughs> Lardon through the studio or whatever, right? Because like the pictures of his studio are just, cu- everything's covered in purple. Wow. And I just tend to get this sort of brown muck, like <laughs> it like permeates my life. But that's actually, that was a guiding point for this show. I started with... Well, it was like brown dirt, and then I sort of added this multi, multi-color, technicolor thing on top of it, but this muddy concept.
0: So when, um, talking very sort of basic, and for the, the person who doesn't see behind the scenes, when you do a show, obviously, you have to produce X amount of pieces of work to go there. Yeah. And when do you, I mean, what,
1: describe to me what it's like. Like the process. Yeah. Um, I'm quite fortunate now, you know, in terms of like, and I don't want to sound arrogant about it, I mean, in one respect, there's so much more to achieve, but on the other hand, I am quite fortunate because when I do have a show, it's it's sort of like up to me. So I get carte blanche from the gallery to to just do what I want. Right. So um, I'm a consummate overworker, like I'm obsessed with being in here and working, as I should be, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with this particular show, I'm doing twelve paintings and then a grid of twenty-four work on paper. So that is the that's the plan. That's the plan that I've set out for myself. So you made that plan. Yeah. The subsequent show following that is going to be much smaller. It's going to be some collage, some work on paper, Um, but basically, like I'll just talk with the gallery and we'll suss it out and we'll say, you know, I'm thinking of this idea right now. We're working on a bronze. Um, there's a video that I want to do with some live butterflies, but it all harkens back. I know it sounds a bit weird, but it all harkens back to sort of this. I'll oh, forgive the expression, but this greater mythology or whatever that I've tr- started to create around my work. So, yep. um, certain patterns and motifs reoccur. Um, you know, my show with my representing gallery here, at Beers London. Yep, that was on that opened like this week last year, actually. Um, for the opening, we released five hundred live butterflies. So that's wow. where this butterfly thing ah, comes back. It. And yeah. there was some like there was some like what's the word entomological like dried basically dried butterflies like Im- embedded in the paintings. And so it's nothing's just kind of like pulled out of thin air. Yeah, it it works in the greater context of my work. But I think as much as I go forward, I like to point back at things that I've done before. I've done before, yeah. So even. Kurt, who, who <coughs> Kurt, who's my friend, and he's the, the director of Beers London, he came in to look at the work, and he just said to me, he said it's so funny. He said because I see such advancements, but I see so many um, throwbacks, reflections, reflections you yeah. to you. He's like those those little dots, those little impasto dots. He said you've, he said you did those in two thousand six, you did those in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, and I hadn't even, I wasn't even really that conscious about it. Sure. But things come back, and I I sort of feel like as an artist, you keep building a bigger arsenal of... of
0: Yeah, of weapons.
1: Of weapons, of, like, ways to speak and express. Yep. So um, that's why I don't want the work to be rushed. That's why I give myself the time so I can sort of explore that arsenal and, and play with the tools that I have at my use. Sure.
0: And what's the sort of length of time for the process of when you first, the concept to, to that actually hang in and Because sometimes
1: I have... Concepts that, like, I think the show has to be responsive to the geographical location. Sure. I think the show has to be responsive to the um, context within that. So, okay, for instance, a show that I put on in London would never be the same show that I put on in Cape Town. Oh, right. And so when the gallery came to me and he said, the gallerist and Chris Mahler in Cape Town said, okay, we're going to do the gallery show, but I would also like to take you six weeks earlier to the fair. Well, in my mind, okay, that's already two different bodies of work. Yeah. Um, it just has to respond to the surroundings.
0: See, it's funny you think like that because yeah. I would have thought, well, I can do one lot for the fair, and then those that maybe don't sell,
1: I can then use to put the, the gallery. Yeah, but, but I like—I like to torture myself. I'm a glutton for punishment. I was going to say, right? that He's a glutton. For <laughs> well, punishment. The, the, yeah. the goal, you know, touch wood, is that there are no paintings left after the fair. Well, yeah. That's, so, and that's we've been quite, yeah, and we've been really fortunate. I've had 12, 12 consecutive sellouts. So, wow. except for this yellow couch is the one thing that won't,
0: that won't sell. sell. It's okay. I, I really <laughs> if anybody
1: go, wants to yeah. buy a yellow couch. No, no, no. I really don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Guys, if you could see this, you wouldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's,
1: <laughs> it's this is, quite fun, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, that is different. Definitely different. It's, um, it's a bright yellow couch. But, sure. um,
1: so, yeah, and I think I just owe it to myself. I mean, okay, yes, I could come in and over the course of a month, whip up a bunch of paintings. But that's not what I want to do. I want to challenge myself. I'm really keen on challenging my viewer. Um, and if you look at the course of my career from when I first started or even a few years ago, I, I, I fundamentally believe like I'm a, I'm a completely different painter. Mm-hmm. Um, my process has changed. Well, I've been really fortunate that my collectors, by and large, seem to have, for the most part, I believe, are on for the, along for the ride. Sure. So sometimes they'll come to me and say, like, oh, I wasn't really vibing the work last Last show. show yeah,
0: last show yeah. But I really
1: like this show, and I keep doing wacky things. And maybe it's because, maybe it's really stupid of me. But I keep thinking, okay, well that was successful. Whatever I did before, mm-hmm. so let's flip it on its head and let's try. It. Like, you, what is it, ass over face or whatever yeah, you said? Ass
0: about face. Ass yeah. about
1: face. <laughs> that could be the title of my new show. That would be an interesting um, title. <laughs> let's flip it on it. Instead of falling into a comfort zone, let's flip it on its head and try to do something new again. And. I think overall one of the comments and I'm not going to say compliments that I get, but I will say comments that I get that I take to heart as, as a very positive thing is people say they're always really surprised by what I put out. Yeah. So I think now I've set myself up in a really beautiful spot where people are always waiting to be and to see surprised yeah, and they know the that it's time. never going to quite be the same thing and they might like it more or less. Um, and that's why I'm sort of always thinking one or two shows ahead. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I kind of went off topic, but to answer the, the original sort of roundabout, roundabout way, the question, um, sometimes the concepts come to me right away. Okay. And so as I, when I, to answer your question, I talk a lot, <laughs> I talk a lot. Um, no, so I have a concept for my next show in London, but that's not going to be for another year and a half. And when I started this show, I was sitting here and I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just started playing. That's my, that's my sign for playing. you're playing something, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just wait till things come up. When, when is the next show then? The, ne- the next show is February. And then uh, that'll be the Cape Town Art Fair. And then March is the show in Cape Town.
0: Okay, so these are the ones you were talking about. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then um, I'll show in Canada um, in October. Which is funny because I've never really had a, com- a show in a commercial art gallery in Canada. So this will basically be my... Which is I find a bit strange... And not to sound arrogant, but I'm Canadian and I'm very vocal about being Canadian. So I find it weird that, you know, I'm 34 and I've really, in actuality, never really had a solo show in Canada. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. Yeah. But the the gal doesn't want me to call it what I want to call it, because I want to call it, get off your fucking high horse and help me row this boat. (laughs) And he's having a bit of a moment with that title. (laughs) It's quite a long title. Yeah, I like it. I, I, want all
0: to, I want people to trip up like <laughs> it's definitely a long title. yeah um, just slightly veering off the art for a minute um, what I would love to know just to, to give people more of an idea of you as a person um, where has been the most recent fantastic meal and bottle of wine or beer
1: or I'm a secret I'm a closet foodie okay. I have a secret food Instagram account I love my this is a this is a dangerous question. Um okay. The best wine I had recently. Yeah. <laughs> was he goes wait, to his iPhone? It's these. German. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Where is it? It's German wine. I'm gonna find it, give me a second. Oh, it's in my notes. Hang on. Not okay. <laughs> I'm looking like through messages. Okay sorry me where did you
0: have this German
1: ok was it German Gymnasium <clears throat> I found it oh ok German Gymnasium is my favourite you now because I'm like a closet German ok um, and so it's like really basic a closet German. it's really basic Bavarian <laughs> food like sh- your schnitzel and your like Bayer, yep. Bayer- Bayerwischer versus Salat and all this but the place is super glitzy and glamorous yep but that's where the one went it was Riesling Bischofliche Dom Johannes Becker amazing blew my mind glasses to blew really my think. mind
0: it's uh, it's not your regular leap. I'll watch. email.
1: I'll email it to you. It was right. so. Oh, it's a
0: rice. It was so delicious. Burschhof Fleischer. I'll email it to you. Dom Johannes Becker. I just gave a plug
1: for these guys. Oh my! God. You really gosh. have that deserves a case <laughs> of wine. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but food, I love to. Actually, one of the I'm I'm big in Vietnamese food because it's. I mean, I just had it lunch, but um, Little Viet Kitchen. Uh, she had a. a uh, one of these success stories where like her food truck turned into an overnight success and she opened a little spot in N1. Yeah. It's called Little Viet Kitchen. Okay. And it's like just perfect Vietnamese food. So there's your answer.
0: Free food for the next ten years. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> no, it's just interesting to find out your tastes yeah.
1: and um, and where you like to go. Well, I think people who are into I'm not very I'm not very posh. I mean I like I like a fancy dinner as good as the next person, but I find that you know, I went to a Michelin Star restaurant recently and I was sorely disappointed. Uh, and the next day we just had like a meal just up the street somewhere and it was absolutely, it was absolutely delicious. So yeah. you know, give me a good bottle of white wine. Yeah. Usually I like, you know, South African wine, but I, I think people who are into this kind of player lifestyle, yeah, they like the f- Okay, forgive the expression, but the finer things, and with that comes, you know, art, music, food. Yeah, wine. Yeah, so we get passionate about these things, mm-hmm. um, and I am as much as the next guy.
0: And it's similar to art in the fact you're always trying to find the latest, the newest, the most innovative, yeah, and exactly. so on. And then you've got the super chefs who've now become like exactly. more famous than footballers.
1: Oh, it's true. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I, I said that, that I feel like art and this, like the world of the gastronomic world, there's mm-hmm. a lot of crossover there as well. Which, and it might not seem like that at first but even you know like you say sort of the celebrity system that comes with it or yeah I mean I, I follow, like how many people's food Instagram accounts I follow which is like <laughs> please
0: don't tell you take photos of food as well
1: like. oh, I have to for my Instagram blog man right? <laughs> oh uh, they're right let's change the subject <laughs> it's just one of my little pet things that I'm like no don't take a picture not with other people only when I'm alone
0: only <laughs> <laughs> when I'm alone you eat a lot alone <laughs> um yeah, so there are a couple, couple of other things that I'd like to run past you. Um, in obviously, in an ideal world, I. What is your ideal day for you? From the minute you wake up, tell me. What well, would I, be we, the perfect we, day?
1: We talked a little bit about travel because. Yeah. F- for me, I like when I'm in London. I'm in my studio, mm-hmm. and I. That's where I enjoy. That's where I enjoy spending my day. So yeah. I get up quite early, and I. Uh, Just it's quite boring. I get up, I have a coffee, I come here, I do my emails, and then I. Are you breakfast person? Yeah, but like breakfast on the go, not like a fancy thing, right? Um, Like a pastry or something with a coffee. Yeah, like one of those like shake breakfast things. Okay. Try to be as healthy as possible. Are you
0: are you a healthy nut? I I try
1: to be. Yeah, I try to eat really healthy. Do you train? Um, Work out. Oh, he's got. Yeah,
0: he has got some. Well, looks like half a bench press there. So I train. I'm like
1: I'm skinny and well. Yeah, you are very. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I come in and I come in here. I come yeah. in here and then that's it. I like I'm quite simple. When I when I travel, I like to explore and adventure. But when I'm here, I'm I'm basically like anybody else. I get up, I go to work. Mm-hmm. But I'm lucky that I enjoy what I do. And I'll get excited to come to the studio in the morning and finish something on a painting or come back to reapproach something or even just to put on a. An album that I like and just yeah. paint to it. So and I'm quite private. Like I don't have, don't have visitors come by and um, nobody sees the work in process apart from a handful of people who I will ask for for crit. Wow. Um, so I'm quite lucky to be. saying... Well, I up. don't mean it even like that. I just mean that there's sort of like six months gaps between where I can release the work. Yeah. So it does tend to be a bit lonely, but also there's a bit of self preservation to that because. I need to get the work to a place where I feel comfortable about it before I start sharing it with people all over the internet. Sure. Um, yeah, so it's not really, my life isn't terribly glamorous. No,
0: I, I don't it's... even
1: like art openings, I'm a bit of a hermit, I'm so <laughs> insular, I'm a learned introvert, like I've, I'm an extrovert who by, after 10 years of working alone has become insular and weird and I've grown hair on my palms and that, that kind of shit, right? <laughs>
0: You come over as so extrovert. I, mean, I know, I get it all the time. But it was just really wasn't what I was expecting. I just
1: like my private space.
0: Yeah, no, I understand you know? I do too. Yeah. I love to shut the doors on my house.
1: So, yeah. And I have to be,
0: yeah. Um, bucket list place you said about travelling. Bucket list. Oh, oh yeah.
1: yeah. It's, well, I've never been to South America. Okay. Japan is way up there right now. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would like to go to Brazil, ideally. Um, I've been a little bit to Central America, but I would really like to. I have a girlfriend who opened a resort in Panama, so I'd love to go see her yoga resort, and she's done really well. Mm. But um, Japan is up there for sure. I mean, Russia's on there, even though (laughs) things now make it a little bit sketch.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I've been with my partner for ten years, so there's places that I've been that I want to go. We want to go together. Sure. So I was in like Egypt with my folks ten years ago, but I'd love to go back to Egypt again. You know, and you see things differently when you're an adult and when you're yeah very much so. yeah I did I backpacked throughout Europe and Australia when I was in my mid-twenties but even now I, I, I want to hook up with a show in Australia because I want to go back to Australia sort of and in, in now in my thirties
0: do you think art would allow you to do that
1: yeah no for sure and what I I try to be really smart about it by if I have somewhere that I want to go <laughs> I try to hook up like a a work thing yeah so that you know even this month I'm spending in, in Cape Town it's yeah. It's at the beginning of,
0: of the show, of the
1: show and then I'll try to do some writing when I'm there. Um, so I try to be smart about it. So my time is never wasted. Mm. And I I do think that, just despite the fact that it seems really spoiled to say, okay, well, I'm going to take six weeks off and after a show and go travel, I do see that sort of regeneration as that's an important part of my work as well. Because I, ha- I mean, I'm not, apart from inspiring myself through technical aspects, Process and technical processes, and you know, fishing through the internet to, to trial through other artists' work, which is quite inspirational. This is not an inspirational space apart from its own construction. So, I need to get yeah. out there and see the world and see things and drink wine and <laughs> you know, <laughs> eat schnitzel in fancy places.
0: So, where would you see yourself in 10 years from now? That? That's a you big question. Like to see That's
1: a big question. We just recently released um, my monograph and it was, it's 300 pages, and it was called 10. And it, um, I, it's funny, I make a joke, because it, it, it charts the past decade of my career. Yeah. So the joke I make is that you can skip the whole first half of the book. But um, we were kind of talking jokingly. We said, well, it would be really interesting to release the next monograph called 15, and the next monograph after that called 20. And just, when you start thinking about your, your life in that way, I mean, not only does it really shrink your life but it's interesting because as an artist we've we've already touched on this yeah like okay for me my next four shows that's the next two and a half three years of my life yeah and i know mm-hmm. where that's going to be so granted things can change but that's a bit freaky that you can plan that compartmentalizing your life like that most of us only plan a month maybe two. God, i don't even know what month it is man <laughs> <laughs> what are we november now <laughs> um but i would love to I don't like the idea of being sensational or being like celebrity. I, I, an artist named Fred Tomaselli has this quote that I love, says that his career is one of slow drips and long burns. Nice. And he himself says, and I myself have seen peers fizzle, peak and fizzle out. Yeah. And I don't want to peak and fizzle and I think um, I, believe in like, I believe in hard work and I believe in diligence and, and patience and I think in the long run that'll get me, that'll get me further. So I would like to have a career that is better than the one I have now. But I would like it to be. I would like to just be a respected artist. I would like to be respected by my peers, and I would like to be um, highly collectible, obviously. But um, so long as I can keep the door open and I can grow continuously with, sure. with what I'm doing now, um, yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a frightening game, the art world. It's it's it can be really scary and intimidating. Mm. Um, but you've gained a lot of experience over the years I've right? gained a lot of experience You know this idea of imposter syndrome I, uh, This was probably the first year that I really started to feel ownership for Truthfully and honestly Started to really feel ownership And like I deserved where I was And I think it was when the when the book came out That I started to look around at my You know my, um, my gallerist Saying like Okay we've done something here Like Yeah um, and I think when you're a bit younger there's, and there's always the fear that somebody's going to pull the carpet up, out from underneath your legs and and it's, it's easy to panic and it's easy to look at other people everybody else doing so much better than you so I think it's important to stop and appreciate the little victories and certainly I've had a number of little victories mm-hmm. so that gives me a bit of gusto and you know some wind out of my sails but I think it's also nice to be tempered temper that confidence with a bit of anxiety. I just read something Trump's biographer said that um, he said, uh, "Confidence without without self awareness or denial is delusion," <laughs> uh, which is true. Yeah. You need that. You need that little poke in your side. Yeah, I often say that. Uh, yeah, certainly an artist has to have a lot of confidence, and there's a bit of ego that goes with being an artist because you have to believe that what you're doing is is worth something but I've always said and I've said this for years and in inter- interviews that go back years ago and I look at myself and think oh yeah, that was, that was something I said that I still believe in. That any artist who walks into a studio and fully says, oh, I got this. Like, no problem. Well, pack up your shit and quit. You need a bit of humility and you need to be tempered by that anxiety that pushes you over the edge. Yes. Because if you don't have that anxiety or you don't have that uncertainty, I don't believe you're pushing yourself hard enough. Mm-hmm. If you're charting new territory in anything in life, you should be a little bit uncertain you know my as i said my mother's an academic and she, she said to me she's been teaching for years and she said every time she gets a new class every time she walks up to the podium she gets butterflies in her stomach because wow. like, that makes her push to be a better teacher yes and i don't know maybe coming from a small maybe it has to do with the fact that i'm from a small canadian city and you know ego just doesn't doesn't just doesn't fly so um I like the idea that I've gained success and I know I've gained success, but I also keep that, I keep that really grounded. I get these emails from people and this is my proviso, the, the proviso that like throws me off right off the bat. If I get an email from somebody that says, now that you've made it, dot, 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 <laughs> and I'm just like, you have no idea. Every day is like another step up that hill. And so, well, I just hope that, you know, don't fuck it up. I say that a bit, I say that a bit, I don't think gonna a bit sarcastically. Because um, I believe in what I'm doing, and I've been really lucky to get to the point where I am like 34 and can close my door for eight months and paint and not have to worry economically, economically or, and I have the, have the faith of my like Alice. But still, certainly, like I don't have a gallery in New York, so there's a lot of, a lot of leaps in my career that I still have to achieve, and I think that, that keeps me on the up and up.
0: If, God forbid, Simon tomorrow says you couldn't paint what would you do? Oh, God.
1: Well, I'd have to get my food blog really going then, wouldn't I? <laughs> oh, what an answer.
0: I love it. Cracking answer. Um, I mean, obviously, the inevitable, how would... I'm going to sum this interview, this chat, whatever you want to call it up, with a, a simple question. How would you love to be remembered?
1: Oh, I would really like to be remembered with... Well, I think the idea of, like, a painter's painter is an important thing. Um... Yeah, I would like to be really I would like to be respected for my art. It sounds cliché, but it's not about me. It's about I, I want it to be about my art. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we talk about myself, I don't really I don't really throw my face around and stuff like that. It's just I I want people to really appreciate the art. Yeah. And I want them to really get what I'm doing.
0: That's cool. It's a very lovely poignant way to finish.
1: <laughs> I mean there's not really to that much else to it
0: no no it's fine it's absolutely yeah. what I wanted to hear it's so, so you Andrew Selgada, thank you cool Andy Jones I've really enjoyed chatting thank to you thank you <laughs> I'm going to call that so there we go